Steph Smalls joins us for this episode of The Real Football Fans of New Jersey. We have in a phenomenal conversation with her, and you do not want to miss it. So fill up those wine glasses and start listening. Oh my gosh, hello. hello, 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 and welcome to the Real Football Fans of New Jersey. I am Caitlin, this is Katie, and we are here to give you a rockin' episode this evening, because guess what? It is episode 167. We are moving and grooving and continuing to add on so many episodes for you. I'm actually going to add a banner real quick sticker to the bottom. The Real Football Fans were fancy like that. So we have a great episode for you guys tonight as we inch closer to the NFL season, as we get more and more drama within the housewives, we have a phenomenal episode for you tonight. And it's not just because of those two things. We have a phenomenal episode because we have an incredible guest with us tonight. We're going to go ahead and bring her in now. So our guest tonight is Steph Smalls. Oh. I feel like this is a long time due. We have like this is very, very overdue. I'm very excited to be here. I haven't been feeling well, so uh, I'm glad to finally, you know, I had to cancel a lot of stuff the past couple of days. So it's very nice to finally be back and also talking with two Giants fans that are females. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. I love, I love seeing the women on the screen right here. And as you said, a long time coming for sure. We've been engaging. And I know you've been a longtime fan of the Real Football Fans in New Jersey. And we've been longtime fans of you as well and all of your work. So, so happy to have you on the episode uh, this week. So why don't we go ahead and get started into the episode. So as we do every single week with polling and asking our audience for questions and every single thing like that. We asked our audience three poll questions before the episode tonight, two football related, one housewives related. So Steph, we don't know if you're a housewives fan, but you can chime into that <laughs> one if you want to. If not, it's okay. We just want to keep that going there. So let's go I ahead have and get- a funny story about the, oh. about the housewives. I think you guys will appreciate it. I have a very Ooh. funny story for you. Well, you can them. share it. So- go ahead and share it. So I went to University of Arizona, and while I was, uh, you know, there, I was in a sorority, and one of the Real Housewives' daughters rushed from New Jer- the Real Housewives of New Jersey. So that's the connection with them. Who? I'm trying to who it was, because I'm like, I don't, I don't know who it was. How do you say your name? Oh, Gia. But she goes to Rutgers. Who was it then? I'm looking it up now. She's from Montville. <laughs> I feel like all the New Jersey kids are like kind of young-ish. Like well, not, Gia not is from Montville, but she went to Rutgers. I don't think she went to Arizona at all. Who was it old. then? I remember in sorority at Rutgers. Her, actually. Uh, no, no, it's not that. What is it? Why well, can't I find it? I'll find it while you guys keep going. I'll, I'll figure it out. I meant well, to do this. That's a great story. So we, <laughs> that's a good connection. Yeah, we, we ought to know who it is now. <laughs> we do. We definitely do. 
So our first uh, poll question of the night is a basically basic, simple yes or no question. And it's, yeah. do you like Aaron Rodgers? Because there's clearly a lot of drama loms going on with Aaron mm -hmm. Rodgers right now. And there's a lot of opinions floating around. 70% of our audience said yes, that they do like Aaron Rodgers. Katie and Steph, I don't know about you, but I voted no on this one. I do not like Aaron Rodgers as a player, as a person, like a person. I just do not like him. Steph? <laughs> so here's my thing with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I think that Aaron Rodgers needs to be less theatrical. Like, please yes. stop putting us through this. I think that Aaron Rodgers uh, could do a lot more um, probably on a separate team. But I really need the – and he looks happy now. Can we all say that? Like, the dude looks like – I think he'd be fine if he retired. But I, I'm just over it. You know, yeah. they announced it before the draft. Stop with the drama. He's either playing at Green Bay or he's not playing at all. And that's it. There's no in-between. It's too yeah. far gone. What is it? Almost the 15th of July. Mm -hmm. um, he's not going to the Broncos. I, it's just not happening. It's too right. late. We've never seen anything like that ever. He's not getting treated. So he's either yeah. playing and he thinks he's funny um, <laughs> or he is going to, you know, be a Jeopardy host. <laughs> I think I think he's gonna play, and I've been saying it for weeks now. Like I, I haven't even thought for two seconds that he would be playing for anybody other than the mm -hmm. Green Bay Packers. Right. I do not like Aaron Rodgers. It's kind of why we asked the poll question because I was curious if people feel how we feel. They don't. Um, and I am gonna get into it later on in the show, further in the "Get It Off My Chest" segment. But just we had to know how you guys if you were on the same page with us or not but yeah no not not an Aaron Rodgers fan so but we do have a comment possibly drama queen but easily number two quarterback in the yeah. league that don't mean shit so yeah, I mean that's not yeah, yeah. we get like, all props and all dues <laughs> oh do we like him I guess I misunderstood no I do not like I think anyone that doesn't talk to his mom is like that like touches me out like I feel yes. like you like should talk to your mom, mom. Um, shout out the bachelorette for that yeah. one. Uh, we learned quite a lot about him. Um, but it'll be, he's like, totally seems like completely fine. Him laughing, playing golf with like Tom Brady, yeah. all these clips. He's a jerk now. Now he's just like, now he's just poking fun. Like, is this funny right. for you? Uh, the front office is definitely freaking out and you're yeah. just laughing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Katie made a good point last week. Like, it just seems like since he started dating like Shailene Woodley and they're engaged now, like he seems yeah. very like hippie-esque and very like chill. Like, yeah, like it's all right, oh, dude. Man. Like, peace and love. Like, yeah, all that stuff. Well, so. have you seen her interview that's like, I didn't even know he was a big football guy when we met that's bullshit uh, like I people just, know that like, first of all shut up <laughs> first of all shut up politely shut up because that's yeah. bullshit um but also like she kept saying like he's like my dorky Aaron I'm like ew one and two like but that. now he looks like like yeah it's just weird but he needs to hair like he's he's hippy dippy now I was yeah a fan of Rogers he's amazing but so many things have been boosting his success yeah, I mean, there's no lie there, but I think we're just trying to get kind of him as like a, like a person. Um, and like, yeah. we'll, Katie and I will always point back to like the Forbes article too, where like all former like teammates came out against him and they were just like, he is a shitty leader. Um, he's not, you know, not a good person and all that stuff. And like, you don't play for the Green Bay Packers and have so much success under Aaron Rodgers and come out and say stuff like that about him if it's not true. Mm -hmm. So 
whatever. So that's that. Obviously, a lot to unpack there. And like Katie yeah. said, she will get into it later in the Get It Off Her uh, Chest segment. So our second question is, which wide receiver would you rather have in fantasy football this year? Buffalo's Stefan Diggs or Seattle's DK Metcalf? I always say it wrong. Metcalf. Um, so actually we've only had this, I think is our third, our third tie of the, the real full of fans in New Jersey history. Yeah. When we run these polls, we rarely get a 50, 50 split and we were 50, 50 split here. Um, so I, I think Steph has to be the tiebreaker then. Yeah. So Steph, who would you pick? And obviously you are an expert within fantasy. So who are you picking one or the other Diggs or Metcalf? Um, Right. So I have a full bullet, a few bullet points before these do it. We do this. One, it's Kyle Richards was her daughter that uh, oh, rushed at U of A. Oh, okay. oh we dropped God. her. I talked to her during rush. We ended up dropping her because it was a liability. We were nervous that there's gonna be cameras ever. Um, she fair. ended up going Kappa Kappa Gamma. Now I remember. I had a long <laughs> couple of days. That's I like remember someone answered me. Um, and then the second point I was gonna make is no one's an expert of fantasy football. It's just favorite, so they think they're so serious, no right? Um, so in so dynasty, I sold Metcalf. I do not like the outlook of the Seattle Seahawks. And even if it's dynasty, if it's uh, you know regular redraft, I'm all in on Diggs. So I think mm -hmm. that we just saw the beginning of Josh Allen and what he's capable of, yeah. and I just. I don't, you know, the Seahawks are annoying. They're a boring team to watch. I think that Metcalf got shut down. One of the things I look for when it comes to receivers is the secondary start figuring them out. So Metcalf was able yeah. to get shut down by Washington, by the Rams, by the New York Giants, um, by the Cardinals. So you see True. these good secondaries be able to start shutting him down. People are figuring you out. So I I love Metcalf. I think he's fantastic. He can be your redraft king. I just would rather take digs due to like the foundation that's there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think both you and I, I went with digs. So did I. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just think like when you're looking like from like a fantasy perspective, um, like you can look DK, like honestly, and like I might say this, like he's on like a bench for some teams. Like some people might come after me and be like, ah, but like if you're looking at the two of them, like you can definitely like in a realistic draft, get the two of them. Um, you just have to, I think digs like and everything like Steph, like you had just said, like it just makes more sense. Like we just saw like kind of like the tip of Josh Allen. We're going to see yeah. more. That is his target. That is his success point next year. He will be successful as a QB by himself, but he will only be as successful as Stefan Diggs can make him as successful as well. So I am just really, I feel that also. Um, and yeah, I mean, you pointed out also a lot of great things with Seattle. And I mean, I don't think they're boring. I love Seattle season after season. I love watching them and I do love Russell Wilson. Um, but I, I always point back to, you know, the Giants last season and how easily we shut them out and how exciting that game was for us. And not only mm -hmm. was it exciting, we saw how doable it was for a, a team to go in and completely take it out. So when you see something like that. They're easy to figure out. That's it. Yeah. They're easy to figure yeah. out. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but we see it happen year after year. We're like, um, and I say this all the time and not to go on my rant, but like, uh, we want our team to rebuild. Like we want the New York Giants to rebuild. Like we right. saw back in the early 2000s, like what we saw with that culture, as far as like Brandon Jacobs, OC, all those guys uh, go. But, you know, you also have teams like the Fox and, uh, you know, the Cardinals who kind of put themselves in this place where they're almost in purgatory. It's like right. you're in, uh, you're in, 
uh, above Woodlands, just like chilling there and you kind of can't get past there. So I'd rather rebuild the way like Washington rebuilt or the way that the Dolphins mm -hmm. rebuilt because you kind of just get stuck in this place where you're just, you're a good team. You're going to the playoffs for sure. And you're that's there. it. Like you're not going past there. I would rather rebuild, take our time and then get to a place where like, we're not just a good team or a great team. I feel like I never thought of Seattle and purgatory, but I think it's a great comparison. They're in purgatory. I'm sorry. I guess they are. Sometimes when you can, you can get stuck when you have your franchise quarterback and you know, like, okay, at the end of the day, like, do we really have to change much? Like we've got Russell Wilson, like he'll always get us out of a yeah. jam. Like, so sometimes you can get stuck in a rough, just relying too much on that franchise quarterback. So yeah. I, I can see what you're mm -hmm. saying with that. <laughs> Definitely, for sure. You know, we've got a couple things within uh, the chat here. So, Stefan Diggs, Alan's going to have a better year, things like that. So, yep, definitely see that for sure. Okay, so our last poll question of the episode is Housewives-related and actually has to deal with Beverly Hills, which Kyle Richards is on the Beverly Hills franchise. Um, so, the question is... Um, you know, which of the Housewives franchise that are currently airing on TV are you enjoying more this season? Real Housewives of New York or Real Housewives of Beverly Hill? And just a little asterisk for our Housewives audience here. We do know that Potomac is on. It just started, like, it just started. So bump the brakes there, and everyone, but everyone's really happy already. So 80% um, went with uh, Beverly Hills. So uh, Steph, we know you're not a huge Housewives fan, but Katie, I know you went with Beverly Hills, which is definitely the whole world should see that yeah. as a big red yeah. flag shocker. <laughs> but, I, mean, I tried to watch New York yeah. and I only got into Beverly Hills, but I started like in the middle of a season and then just like stopped watching. <laughs> I hope it wasn't this season. Yeah, I hope you're not stopped. starting New York like now because yeah. this is no. by historically the worst season of New York. I picked Beverly Hills only because of how bad New York is. I mean, this is uh, this is as bad as it gets. Yeah. I actually went with New York, to be honest, because you know Beverly Hills has been on my shit list for quite some time right now, and I just still haven't, like, fully accepted them back into my housewives' <laughs> book of watching, to be honest. They're still, still very fighting, much. fighting, and that's okay. I'm, There's, like, some I'm still that needs to get sorted out. There's a lot of tension between me and Ben. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they kicked off Lisa Vanderpump, so I'll never forgive them for that. Oh, so no. I <laughs> See, that's how far behind I am. Now I'm angry. I also agree. I now vote New York. <laughs> she's not there anymore, so she's not it's there. It's very rude. <laughs> yeah, it's very bad for sure, but... Alrighty, so that is it for our poll questions. Um, we truly have a lot of engagement going on right now in the comment section. So listen, if you have questions for all three of us, just for Steph, just for Katie, just for me, let us know. Go in on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter right now and send in those comments. You know, you can even, you know, comments, questions, just commentary. I don't care. Go ahead, keep engaging with us. Uh, we will continue to do that all night. So Steph, we have five questions for you and this can be an open discussion amongst the three of us but we are here to get to know you and everything about you so we first off you are a part of giants pride together blue giants fandom we are so happy to have a fellow giants fan on with us as always so tell us how you became a giants fan this is the and best part, especially because we're all girls, ready? It's from my mom. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's how. If we have daughters, that's how it will be. Us. Exactly. <laughs> it literally gives me goosebumps. Um. So my mom, not my father, is the huge football fan. That's how I got my fandom. I, you know, Love I've it. told this story a couple times. You know, uh, Sundays, and you're starting to hear my sick voice now, aren't you? Uh, I apologize for that. It sounds a little gross, but some kind of the. You know, go to grandma's, which is the house I actually live in now, where my mom grew up. Uh, you eat spaghetti and meatballs, and everyone sits down. You shut up and watch games, right? Um, yeah. But she got that from her father and, you know, her brother. You know, my brother played football. And, yeah, I get it from my mom. It's awesome. It's, like, the coolest thing that we have together, uh, you know, brought you know my brother is six years younger not to get all sentimental but we coexisted for a little bit but the one thing that we had was the new york giants so yeah. it's hard to have that age gap now we're the best of friends but for a while it's like who's this guy that's just like kind of in my life like but yeah. on sundays uh we had the giants it's awesome love it love it love it great answer <laughs> I love that it comes from your mom. And I think, you know, it's funny because like Katie and I kind of chuckle at that one because like I'll think of my mom and like she, she'll sit there and she enjoys it. But my mom got a, a Plaxico Burris red alternative jersey after they won the Super Bowl. Literally two days later is when he shot himself in the leg. <laughs> So my mom is just like banned from buying Giants jerseys. She, she listen, she tried. I love her, but please, she can't buy any more jerseys. Yeah. She tried so hard. She's so happy. She was like, this is the best purchase ever. They just won the Super Bowl. I love that Plaxico Burris is what yeah. she did say. She got the red jersey and the red was the cool. Oh, and it was just so bad so bad so she tried she's got like cute little zip-ups now like little giant zip-ups yeah. that's like you gotta that's where she's at <laughs> i almost wore my plaxico jersey and it's funny because it's like uh you know i'm it, it's starting to be to the point where like steph we know you got that in middle school like you need to like not wear that anymore but i won't give it up like it's one of my that and my jacobs jersey which is like totally ratty now like i i can't give them up plaxico i was a huge fan of um i sat there and cried during that catch like I was on my knees crying my eyes out <laughs> I think we all were for sure um and that's how my OCU Manura jersey is like ratted to this oh, point but I still wear it like every every weekend yeah. to be honest um all righty so Steph you clearly have a very interesting story with where you are now in your current journey so I would love if you could explain to our audience you know your recent journey you know you're in medical school then also working in sports so doing what we do but then also doing everything on the side. So can you just kind of like discuss that and explain everything for our audience? Yeah. Surprise. I took the semester off of medical school and now <laughs> I'm going to talk sports. Um, yeah. So I decided to take the semester off of medical school to do this because suddenly somehow her on island going to medical school and then COVID happens and you have to move back home and then you re-download your Twitter and realize Giants Twitter is very engaging and very yeah. fun and very addictive. Uh, and then you start writing uh, an injury report for New York Giants Rushed, and then a fantasy site picks you up. Then you become the co-owner of that site, and then uh, you leave that site, and you're like, now what? Um, and then you start working for FTM, which is crazy. So I decided that I don't have 
ass. Can I say ass? I just said it yes, twice. We're explicit. You can, okay, you can curse. Cool. You can curse. Okay. So I don't like half assing anything. Right. So I was half assing uh, being a student and being a football, whatever you want to call it. I hate the word analyst because uh, fans are analysts too. It's very stupid. Um, but whatever I was doing, I was half assing. Okay. And, but I was also happy. And I think that a life goal is to be a doctor, but a dream goal, like, if I can talk football the rest of my life, hell yeah, I'm gonna talk football the rest of my damn life, you know? And yeah. school will be there. And I have I had a meeting with my dean the other day. Uh, I'm not ready to come back, okay? Cause we're seeing how things are going. <laughs> so I'm just, you know, I'm enjoying myself and I love football, I love the sport and uh, I'm happy and being happy is important. Yes, we could also both talk about football for the rest of our lives. So yeah, that is, as well as you put it, that's the dream. So I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. It is literally the dream. And we just got to, this will be our title from, from moving forward. Uh, football knower person. Uh, I will take, I will take that title. Um, so I work in social media marketing and people always say like, describe your role in like, you know, just like the lamest terms. And I always say like, I know things cause it's like whatever. So I think football knower person is like a great, great example of us. I had an appointment today yeah. and they asked me what I do. And I was like, um, um it's a very long story. And involves football uh i talk about football i don't i because i don't like using the words advice analyst or like right. you know it's too formal for me uh as everyone knows I'm not very formal does Yeah, no, I honestly like, and like Katie and I talk about this like all the time, like we do this on the side, like it's for fun. And like, you know, this is, it truly just is like a hobby. Like we turned our text messages into a podcast. Like that's what we did. So like fun. every day we talk about football housewives. And I think like it was people like coming to us. Like why, why wouldn't you do this for like in front of people and like let the Do you guys know. need another best friend? Cause I would love <laughs> if my friends would like watch football. Cause they all think I'm psychotic. Taking best friend applications. Taking. Okay, let me know. I would love to fill one now. <laughs> We've been best friends for like 29 years, though. So you have to fill like a huge no. gap there. Yeah. <laughs> we literally, my we grew up next suck. door to each other. Okay, so. watch this. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut this later. My friends suck. <laughs> 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 no, friends come in all. Katie and I are very blessed that we've been best friends for that you long of a time. Blessed. So, <laughs> no, I haven't that long. We just don't watch football. <laughs> oh, we, that was, we are your new friends then. We, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely need some new new football friends. Uh, <laughs> all righty, so let's get into the Giants here. So, what do you think is the biggest bright spot for the Giants this up upcoming season? Let's see. Uh, it rhymes with Baquan Sarkley. <laughs> uh, so I think there's a lot of bright spots here. The the not so bright spart, spots 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 uh, are not bright at all. Uh, but the yeah. bright spots that are Saquon Barkley coming back. Uh, Daniel Jones. You know he's had 26 game starts. 11 of those starts have been with Saquon. That's nothing. So we have not seen these two play together. I don't care what anyone says. That's not enough time to evaluate what they can do together. Um, that's, I think if you do the math, it's like 42 point, whatever. You guys check the math on that. Uh, and then also you have a second year that is arguably maybe one of the best 
in the league. Uh, you bring back Xavier McKinney. And I say bring back because I think everyone forgot in their head that we had that pick. No, I uh, did not forget that. I love him. So, like, realistic people, like, you know, here, I uh, did not forget. But don't forget the fact that Xavier McKinney still needs to come back on top of all the additions we made. Um, and I, you know, there's a lot to like about the New York Giants. You know, Kenny Galladay, love it. I, I, love, I it. love it. I, I was not quite as also Giants Twitter else, made that happen. Like Giants yeah, Twitter, oh, like I, we made Kenny Galladay like, like come to New York. Like I, if Twitter did not exist, <laughs> I am telling you to this day, he would not be in New York yeah. Giants. Like Dory Jackson wouldn't be here either. I'm telling you, like we are Logan Ryan, Victor, yeah, <laughs> Logan Ryan and Giants Twitter got a Dory Jackson yeah. to the Giants. Like I swear to God, like. They mm-hmm. saw the pickup with Kenny Galladay and Logan Ryan was like, shit, I need to get on a plane and get a Dory Jackson. And I need Giants Twitter to just light it up. Mm-hmm. We lit up both of them. Like, I, if the internet Literally. did not exist, they would not be on our team. Like, I just, oh, I was I actually DMing as if he's looking, like, as if he cares. I what think I'm I saying, did. Right? I did DM Kenny Galladay and asked oh, him to come. I did too. <laughs> uh, and also, it was so exciting. You know, like, here's something, and, you know, both of you, we haven't seen an off season like this in so long. I mean, it started right. with John Ross, and then we kind of, you know, our hopes were like, mm. but then again, everyone remember, like, there are Cinderella stories, there are yeah. Victor Cruz's, there are who wasn't great like that great in the Giants right um but there's so much to like about what they're doing and I think it just proves you know Joe Judge said how many times I don't care what the standings are I don't care what the record is I don't care what the record he meant that (laughs) like that the the culture is changing people want to play here Blake Martinez said I want to be a giant for life when's the last time anyone wanted to play for the damn Giants come on now Uh, when's the last time we even wanted to watch the Giants um and you know even the offensive line Cam Fleming is gone. Everyone say a prayer. Thank you, Lord Almighty. Uh, <laughs> he is horrific. Uh, I'm pretty sure that I found the play that he broke Andrew Thomas's foot, and I'm convinced it's his fault. Uh, and he needs to go. So he's gone. He's a little toxic. We needed him out. Uh, bless you, Broncos. But we have Matt Pert, who is someone yeah. that didn't get they really full. I've heard it's Matt Pert season with the S S Z N season. It's Matt Pert season. Z, yeah, whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever the kids say these days. Right? <laughs> season. Uh, but he listen, Daddy Long Arms. That's been his nickname. This kid is good, uh, and he's going to be good. And how lucky are we that if Andrew Thomas can shape up? We yeah. got our two tackles in one draft. Are you guys crazy? That's so awesome. Um, yeah. I think you give Gates another year. There's so much to like, I like about this. I like Lemieux. I like Lemieux. Yeah, yeah there's That's a lot to too. like here. You know, you have Soldier. Is. Which is interesting. I don't know if you both saw my tweet. Uh, when you get a chance, check out the depth chart. It's been updated a little bit. And Andrew okay. Thomas is actually listed as the second option there, which is interesting. So they have Soldier. Wow. Per it's very interesting. Check it out. Very interesting. Yeah. So if anyone listening hasn't looked at the depth chart, I, I think they're playing mind games with us. I think they're they're not playing. I think they're playing it safe. So I said this. Mm-hmm. Um, I because I don't think Joe Judge is nervous to put people in positions that you know might not make sense. So you see Andrew Thomas as a second option, and that might make you scared. But we were playing on a team that 
started Eric Flowers every single week and was refused to bench him when he was god awful. Joe Judge does not give a shit. If you are right. coming back off of an injury, yeah. you are second option. So I don't think it's a little crazy. I think that's Joe Judge being like, yeah. listen, you're coming off an injury. You're not first in my mind right now. You need I to prove it. I think a lot of people argued, like, what is Joe Kadarius, Tony, blah, blah, blah. Like, they all break all this. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, it's so crazy. He, if you look at the one theme, right? Everyone, part of Joe, okay, we'll talk brands. Joe Judge's brand is versatility. On that depth chart, yeah. uh, Matt Hurt is listed as an option for right and left tackle because he likes a versatile and that's option. Good. He likes players that can play more than things, yes. more than different, you know, positions. You have pass. They're senior guys. Like, uh, and he wants players that he, yeah, exactly. They're not just listed. So I think he'll move. <laughs> Everyone's just being crazy. And I love yeah. the Rudolph signing, just so everyone knows. If you aren't yeah. aware, I'm very high as well. We both liked it as well. Um, I do okay. want to, you know, Snacks is being annoying right now with why is Evan Ingram the best tight end in football? Oh, you know he's not. He's just being annoying. And then he also said he sucks too. Oh, who is he saying this about okay. when we brought it up? I think it was Andrew Thomas, but you're annoying. Um, I did like yeah. this. Uh, Galladay could help Jones, uh, excuse me, yeah. make – Jones, the Josh Allen jump this year. I like that. And I've seen that comparison before. And I do actually, I love the Josh Allen jump like theory. Like, I think that's a great like saying. Mm -hmm. um, and I have seen that, you know, this could be Jones's year. I don't like when we compare quarterback to quarterback. Like, I don't like when we, you know, when someone gets drafted and they're like, are they the next Drew Brees or the next, like, let someone be their own quarterback. I do like that scenario though of the Josh Allen jump because it's not Josh Allen as a quarterback it's what he was actually able to do within a season and really step out of his comfort zone and really become like the man that he is today the right. quarterback that he is today also, so I like that got his weapon with Steph Diggs now right there you go exactly you're giving him his holiday so so I like exactly. the scenario Daniel Jones is great at what, right? The deep ball. He's the best deep ball passer right. in the league. I don't care. Small sample size of my booty. I don't care, right? <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. That's what he's good at. And what did yeah, you give yeah. him? You gave him the two highest targeted players were Ingram and Slayton. What did they do? They lost the team 46 points. Slayton did horrific last year. I don't care. I'll fight it. You know, I we're fighting. You want to talk about a fight that I'm having. I'm still upset with Slayton <laughs> and I'm not happy about it. 52.1% uh, yeah. completion rate is unacceptable. Um, and you play that uh, at this at this point. And I think, you know, you give him holiday, you know, you got him another up it. Then you bring in Tony, who is just he can, the great thing about Tony where, you know, we got a lot of crap for that pick. Um, even myself, I was shocked by the pick. I, I think we all just surprised. I'm not that, yeah. It's not that Giants Nation was very angry though. But, but hey guys, whatever, a little crazy. But, um, I, you know, you're giving a guy that can just play wherever, you know, yeah. where, wherever you have him, he, he played. So I think you have options now and you bring Saquon back. There's a lot to like here, but, the O-line and Garrett, that, it's going to come down to those two things because yeah. the defense is there. I'm not worried about the defense. Uh, uh, and we saw that last year. That's why we won the games we did win. Right. And uh, But, you know, that O-line, it's still young. Uh, yeah. And they have to figure hopefully the offseason, but Garrett really does nerves. Well, that's a great uh, segment into a comment we just had. Um, oh, not that one. 
Um, so <laughs> this one, there's another one too. How much trust do you have in Garrett running this offense? Um, I have a lot more trust than many people do. I actually do like Jason Garrett a lot. I actually do think that um, I, I, a lot of people give him a lot of shit. And every time he's mentioned on Twitter and every time someone brings him up, they're like throwing up, they're doing the throwing up emoji. They're doing all this stuff. He's the worst. He sucks. I'm actually okay with him being here. Um, and I want to see what he can do this season. Obviously, I think this is probably as much as everyone wants to say it's Daniel Jones' make-or-break season. It's probably Jason Garrett's make-or-break season as well. But I do have trust in him for sure. Um, so, obviously, I know, Katie, you shook your head. But the two of you, your thoughts on this? I, I'm first, kind of – I have to say, like <laughs> – and this isn't just Jason Garrett. It was Kevin Gilbride. It was when McAdoo was calling plays. I'm so sick of the completely vanilla play calling that I see by anybody That's who, fair. who's calling the shots on offense for the Giants. I feel like it's so boring. It lacks creativity. Um, I, I just don't like it. Like So now, Jason Garrett, you've got these weapons I need to see you like get creative and use these guys in ways that they can really benefit yeah. the team. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I wasn't a big fan at all of what I saw last year and it needs to be a hell of a lot better. No excuses. Like I said, with the weapons that he has to work with. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, and you just said it right. Uh, it, use players the way that they should be used. I'm so sick of watching a giants team and I won't even say it to Garrett. We're, Everyone is misused. Like, stop trying to force players to fit into a that they don't into. So I think that yeah. Jason Garrett, I will give him ready. So if Jason Garrett could call plays the way he did um, our first game against the Cowboys, the first two quarters, I need him to do that for four quarters for 17 games. Don't that two quarters against your right. old team because you feel petty that day um i need you to literally do it yeah. because that game was fantastic i mean we actually saw creativity i think we only saw one ingram reverse which is fantastic right like he i don't need to be ingram reverse death but in his defense i will say he didn't have a lot to work with okay he did have saquon gone mm. through and trying to make ingram witten i don't know why someone <laughs> smacked the dude He's not Witten, okay? Uh, and I think Ingram took on too much pressure. I'll give him that. I think he was trying, he, you know, they were making him try no, to fit sucks. role. He's not wide receiver one, tight end one, running back one. Dude, you got to pick one for him. He can't take on that much pressure. Look what he does. He, he can't he take on any pressure. Can, uh, exactly. He needs no pressure. Gosh. And Shepard is not a wide receiver one. <laughs> This has been happening for the last, like, however many seasons as well, especially, like, when Eli was quarterback. It's like, I would really, really, really love to see the New York Giants run the hurry-up offense other yeah. than when they're, like, down and it's the end of the game and they're just getting garbage. Right. Yeah. Because they were really good at it. Eli Manning was phenomenal at the hurry-up offense, and they never ran it unless they were He was a fourth-quarter quarterback threat to the right. world. So I'd like to see yeah. that that done as well this season. Yeah. yeah. Let's see you like use and they have a lot, he has a lot of options now. But I also think, I don't know, I can't think of another team like as long as I've been, you know, a football fan. So we'll say we come to as football fans at like six, seven, right? Uh, you know, your knowledge starts getting a little bit, you know, you're more into it at that point. Mm -hmm. I've never seen a team 
bring on so many babysitters for one coach in an off season than they did this off. He is on, he's on their uh, crap list. So he, yeah. this is make it or break it. And I want yeah. Jason Garrett, please, please prove me wrong. I love yeah, it. Right. I just, I, I love that. Uh, love you'd be the option, but at the end of the day, Mara hired him and Columbo and Columbo's out the door. So hopefully Jason Garrett can save his job. Yep. Alrighty, so we do have a couple more questions and like things coming in, but I do want to make sure that we do get the questions that we have for you, uh, Steph. So uh, another one. So what? And this doesn't have to. Be, I know three might be a lot, so you can just give whatever you have. Um, but what pieces of advice would you give to fantasy owners this season? Um, do not listen to the echo chamber, find people that you trust on. If you're going to listen to Twitter at the end of the day, trust your gut, like yeah. get your, you know what? Fantasy football should be fun. And that's everyone's problem. Uh, it's taken far too seriously. You know, you, the average person does not want to take a calculator out and start like calculating this and that. I don't pick do your that. guys. Pick the guys. I won you, like you know, four gig things last year. I didn't take out a calculator, people. Like, Me neither. I didn't do anything. That's how I got into it. Like, just pick your guys. Go with – because that's what makes it fun. Would you rather pick what, you know, Joe Schmo said better or not have fun watching the games? Like, it's fun because you're getting your guys and you get to watch them and the people that yeah. you believe in and you want to watch play football. So go with your gut ultimately uh, and try to fade out the noise because it's very hard to do that. But Twitter is a wild, fancy Twitter is like, listen, <laughs> Giants Twitter is rough, but fancy football Twitter is just chaotic. Uh, it's a yeah. little bit too much. So just have fun. It's, it's not that serious. <laughs> But you guys like go into like so much like I watch like what you do, like, you know, with your organization, like there's we're actually going to have someone on in two weeks that's like specific to fantasy, too. And like I watch what he does and like I'm looking at it and I'm like, I just feel like you guys you're so smart and like certain things. And I'm like, I use like my like basic like NFL knowledge and I like, get I, I get by. Clearly, I won like four leagues. last year. But that's but, like, a thing. That's the whole thing. Like <laughs> it's not you take it to certain to you're psyching yourself out that's yeah. why i don't take you seriously like i you think yeah. i listen to like any of these people i don't care i'm just trying to draft the people i want to draft <laughs> but it's true and i get it for like certain leagues like i you know like the sure. a lot of and like the, the certain ways that you can play and things like that like i know you have to get like super granular and like do but it's like sometimes i look at like what people are saying and i'm like what the hell like did i do something I love wrong like draft for that though like yeah. <laughs> dynasty too much thinking like i'm done this is after this because it's too much redraft is fun like it just makes it fun i get to not draft any cowboys players and just laugh and enjoy myself you know <laughs> so we do have a comment here that giants twitter is rough so i wouldn't say i would just say like nfl twitter is rough and i would say yeah. nfc east twitter is rough so i've gotten into it with a Ooh. lot of cowboys and eagles fans on twitter giants twitter i think i've actually only gotten to a fight with like two giants fans um one was literally about daniel jones and i won't i won't call the guy <laughs> out but because I actually he does I'm do sure some we, good I could probably name him. Like I, I, I guarantee you, I could name him. <laughs> yeah, like he's got good tweets and he's really smart. It was about Daniel Jones though, and it was about him like not doing well in camp, in training camp, like his first season. And it was like let's pull him off and not let him like play. And I was like, well, wait, I'm sorry. Like you don't want him to train in training camp 
because he's doing poorly. Don't you want him to play more? And he was like, why would you want someone bad? Play? And I was just like, oh my God, this is our new quarterback. Like, what the fuck is this guy? Oh, about? Everyone, do you remember how bad Eli was? Like, I'm sorry. I love Eli Manning. He is my one. I love him. Uh, I got it. He he was good. Like, that's it. Yeah. He's, he was not good. The amount of turnovers, I think people forget. Like, I I screenshot it a couple weeks ago, and I post it, and no one could figure out who the quarterback was. All Giants Nation, come, come, come. It's Eli Manning, and you're you're hating on Daniel Jones? Give the kid a chance. Uh, you know, years ago, yeah. we gave guys more time. You know, it's enough. Yeah. Yeah. We Katie and I say that all the time. Like, it's back it's in the day it was – Nowadays, right. you have like one day and it's These like, these damn kids. These damn kids. You're not good. Um, so just a shout out to you, Steph, and thank you for that. So small talk. That was some real talk. Straight up props for that fantasy advice. So, yes, sure. thank you for that for sure. Um, okay, so one last question um, that we have for you. Um, obviously, our audience can still send some in. Um, so this is a topic obviously near and dear to our heart. Um, and this is, you know, the three of us are, are women in sports. Um, so, and, you know, Steph, I look at your Twitter all the time and I, I see everything. I know I actually defended you on a couple of tweets um, recently. So how do you navigate... <laughs> how do you navigate the sometimes aka pretty much all the time you know shitty moments women women face in sports uh so being a female in sports sucks it's like <laughs> it's like not you know aside, you know jokes aside it's very hard to you know and i dealt with this a lot and it was more when i i'm learning how to deal with it in a more like okay you can ignore that don't ignore right. that but it, sometimes i feel like i take on it i'm like i have to defend the whole female race i'm like i have to defend all these females and that's why i'm going so hard um it's it's not easy and i yeah. think that a lot of it comes from you know we're raised as uh you know blue is for boys and pink is for mm -hmm. girls and girls like barbies and boys but and that's fine and i i think that's i understand why some people have the mindset that they do but it comes down to how do you change your mindset how do you put yourself in a place where uh instead of being like oh that's a girl uh be like right. oh, I'm take like it shouldn't be about gender um but i'm telling you as a female you have to be your biggest supporter and i you know shout out to you because uh cheering on other females because listen i've met a ton of great males but girls are bad too you know they're we're yeah. catty as you know <laughs> catty in nature we're not you know so, we can be brutal to one another and uh and i always i did always struggle with females like growing up because i didn't understand why you guys so mean uh but <laughs> i i it's like just supporting you know being kind why is that so hard and do we all go to third grade like i don't get it <laughs> yeah no, definitely. And like, honestly, like I do see it like for sure, like a lot, like within Twitter and it's not just your account. Like it's, and like, mm -hmm. I think Katie and I have been pretty fortunate, you know, we've been doing it for a while. Um, we have a great fan base and like, I, we really haven't seen like too, too much. Like for me on like my personal Twitter, I've definitely seen certain things before. Um, but I just, when I see it, um, you know, it, it really does like take me back. Cause it's, cause you're right. Cause it's like, 
what is the point? Um, like if you have a good take, you have a good take. Like if it was written down, um, I think probably the best comparison to this and like, well, I'll bring it back to Eli Manning. Katie always brings this up and it's Katie when Katie writes down Eli's stats on a paper and it's like, would you want this individual as your quarterback? Would you want him as your franchise quarterback? People would say, yes, if you didn't see a name, if you just saw what he did over his career, you'd be like, yeah, I would want that person. If you wrote your takes down and didn't put anyone behind it, didn't put an author or anything like that, would you take that? Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? People would say yes. Mm-hmm. And they would not care who yeah. was behind the mic, who was behind the screen, what you looked yeah. like, what your opinions were, what your sexuality was, what you stupid things like that. Yeah. Like it just, it does not matter. Like it literally does not matter. <laughs> you so, want to know um, why? Because uh, knowledge and brain power and where you come up with thoughts comes from your brain and not your genitalia. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, like that's just how it works, right? So uh, and we true. both <laughs> know that the color is red because we used our to that. Right. But like, we know what football is because of our, you don't get like your brain power doesn't come from your penis. I don't know if that's too far, but I said it's more, um, more explicit. But really, <laughs> like for real, like it's right. just such a dumb, dumb concept. And I think even like when I started out and I was, uh, you know, just doing Giants content, I, my biggest thing was like, I think males try to use, uh, and I don't, I'm not grouping every male. I have met fantastic males. Let's circus that before everyone yeah. gets all freaked out. Um, like, I think it's easy to make the sport seem intimidating. And I think that's why yeah. for a while we haven't seen a lot of females be involved. And I think that the beautiful thing with COVID is like, why don't we enjoy this sport that we all can? Because we don't have a lot right now. Right. Um, it doesn't have to be so intense. You don't have to understand, you know, what route they're running. You don't have to understand what penalty to be able to enjoy it, to be able to play fantasy mm-hmm football because you can use your eyes. You don't have to like calculate things and get all serious with it. Right. Um, do the three of us maybe know a little bit beyond that? Sure. Absolutely. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't love the sport. Yeah. And I think like we talk about, like, I always like when I tell people about our podcast that it's like, you know, football and housewives to hybrid, like people kind of laugh. They're like, well, I don't, they're either like, I, I'm only into football or I'm only into housewives. And like, I don't know football. And I'm like, well, you know, what? we really do talk about it at a very high level. So if you don't really know and like you're kind of interested, like it's not intimidating. Like we're never like mm-hmm. in your That's face. It. We yes. we know more than you. Like we don't. That's what like, I always said. My we don't. Was, I don't want it to be intimidating. I don't want the sport to be intimidating. That's my line. I can't believe it's, you said that. And to me, like we only, I only really follow football. Like, I don't like other sports. I mean, I like, like, sports are great, but, like, passionately and, like, really understanding, like, football is it. And that's and exactly, like, I wouldn't want someone to be turned off of something that I love, like, truly, like. Yeah. So. Feel that. But we do have some great comments here. So shout out to you guys. You know, it's great doing an um, awesome job. Um, and then also, too, you know, gender does not matter. You know, find smart, kind people and follow them. I absolutely love that. We love our audience for sure. So those are the questions, Steph, we had for you. Um, obviously, everyone that is watching right now, if you do have any more questions, let us know. Um, but let's go ahead and get into our next or our football topics for tonight. Yeah, um, our first big story of the week in the world of football. Steph's going to stick around with us for this one. Uh, news to kind of Caitlin and I when we both stumbled across it over the weekend. 
There wasn't a lot of, uh, you know, announcements about it or any kind of advertising, but the ESPY awards were on Saturday. Had no idea. Zero no clue. Way. Had, okay. Cause I got nervous when you guys are saying, I'm like, crap, I had no idea. Right. <laughs> like no, like no clue. Like literally scrolling through the channels, the ESPY awards. ESPY <laughs> awards were on Saturday. They were held in New York city. Um, and we did have, we, we do want to mention it because we definitely had some NFL yeah. uh, winners amongst these awards. So uh, some of the major awards, uh, Tom Brady, he won Best Male Athlete and NFL Player of the Year, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won Best Team. Uh, and then other NFL winners included Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver Devontae Smith. He won Best uh, Men's College Athlete, obviously, with his time in Alabama. He actually beat out Trevor Lawrence, who was also in that category. Uh, As he should have. We had Arizona. Um, we had Kyler Murray's Hail Mary to DeAndre Hopkins as best play of the year. And then we had Kansas City's guard, uh, Laurent Duvernay Tardif. He was named the recipient of the Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian of the Year Award for his effort in helping uh, to combat the COVID pandemic in his native country of Canada. I loved that. Oh, my yeah. God. That, like, the, so, so I actually awesome. did watch that live. Um and I remember, like, you know, Katie, we did a huge segment on that, like, when he decided to, you know, make that decision. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, the video clips that they showed at the the ceremony, like, for it, it was just truly, like, breathtaking. And mm -hmm. I, I really loved that he won that for sure. Yeah. And then, obviously, best NFL player, like we said, it went to Tom Brady. Um, but encompassing all, you know, nominees, who did he beat out? He beat out Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the Rams, Aaron Donald and Tennessee's Derrick Henry. So, I mean, what are your, like that group of guys right there? Do we agree? It's, it's going to Tom Brady or, or we, and you know what else? It also made me think we've got to be getting really close to uh, the list of NFL top 100 players yeah. um, from We're this close. past season. So it kind of mm -hmm. had my wheels turning about like, who do I think is going to be number one? So what are you guys uh, thoughts on that one? Yeah, I mean, we're definitely getting close for sure. I think, like, just first of all, ESPN, what the fuck were you doing not promoting the ESPN? And it was in New York. It was outdoor. The yeah. venue was beautiful the outside. Awesome. I'm sorry that yeah. it rained. It poured, so you saw people. They were soaking wet. Whatever. Putting that aside, all the big names were there. Like, literally yeah. all that stuff. I was a little um, upset. So, um, sorry, what's his name? I'm, I'm, I Anthony Mackie. No, no, uh, the Laurent Duran Tardif. Um, yeah. He wasn't there to accept it, so they didn't actually like fill. He didn't do like a video or anything like that. All I was right. kind of like a little upset about that because it's such a huge award. That's such a big yeah. award. The SC. It's huge. He, obviously, yeah. he won for clearly like being the best person in the world, like <laughs> quitting football to combat yeah. COVID. Yeah. Like, thank you, <laughs> like, thank you, thank for you, doing sir. That. <laughs> um, but so I was a little upset about that. But I, I, yeah, I mean, this group of people, like, no brainer with Tom Brady. If he didn't win the Super Bowl, I don't think he would have won, to be honest. It probably wouldn't have went to Aaron Rodgers. I love that Derrick Henry was on the list. You know me. Mm -hmm. I love... I love when he's put up for things. I think he should have won MVP last year, in my opinion. Putting the Alabama bias aside, I really, truly think, like, he's a running back putting up numbers that we've never seen before. It just, it's it's insane. And he's going to continue to increase that. When running backs kind of scale out in their third, in their early to mid-30s, he's going to go a little bit beyond that, in my opinion. And I've always said that. So, um, 
That's my opinion there. You know, I love Devontae Smith beating out Trevor Lawrence, and I will. That's just my Alabama bias. So I love Devontae Smith. That's my Alabama bias for sure. Um, I do love Devontae Smith. He looked so good at the awards. I love him. It kills me every morning when I wake up that he is a – He's a Philadelphia Eagle. It kills me every day. I wake up and I cry every morning. He's a Philadelphia you know, Eagle. You know who was uh, an interesting nominee as well? And this was Best Breakthrough Athlete. And the nominees came from all different sports. So mm-hmm. it, it wasn't just football related. But Justin Herbert's name got thrown into that mix. He was a nominee sure. from the football world. I do love and, it. Uh, it ended up going to LaMelo Ball from the mm-hmm. NBA. But when I saw that he was nominated, I was like, good for him. Like, I'm glad to see that he got that recognition because yeah. that's a kid with a really bright that's future. Awesome. That's awesome. Especially because they added, they made change the offensive line. You know, you get Slater, who is my favorite offensive tackle coming out. You know, everyone wants to talk about Penny Sewell, but I'm telling you, Slater is going to make a difference in this league. Yeah. And you oh, give yeah. Herbert the extra time with Slater. I think that, you know, my. The, the argument there is that Slater is going to just transition very smoothly. Whereas I think, you know, Pac-12 offensive linemen, they uh, very often do not transition as smooth as everyone hopes they do. They usually get high yeah, remarks, high fair. remarks, high remarks, and then they yeah. come in and we don't normally think uh, as early as we did them back in your catch up, third year they catch up. But I think that Slater, and then they also added, I can't think of it, um, you add that to what Herbert was able to do last year uh, is very, very enticing to me. Yeah. I picked the Chargers as a potential Super Bowl team. So I <laughs> threw money on it. So, <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, I got to grow. I wouldn't think I put money on it, but I just put, I put positive thoughts. I put uh, yeah. good thoughts out there. <laughs> just yeah. I think people are just not as high on them as they should be, you know. Uh, yeah. I think we can vary. They're more of a, a threat than people imagine. But again, we're in this like transition period where like the Seahawks and the Steelers and all these teams are, you know, they used to be the big front runners, but right. now we're having a change out period. You know, well, the Chargers were in, in like, honestly, like record statistic wise, the Chargers were always actually a front runner, but when they mm-hmm. made it to the yeah. playoffs, they didn't produce it was they got there and they couldn't do anything philip rivers took them so far i see justin herber as a different leader and he can actually take them that step further that philip rivers yeah. couldn't so um it's definitely just different different for sure so yeah absolutely all righty well that is it for the espies and Steph, everything we have for you. We have no further comments for you. So the way we want to wrap things up with you is please let our audience know where they can follow you. The, you know, the shows that you're on the street, everything that you're on, tell everyone everything. Sure. So everyone can find me at Sophie Smalls with three L's. Since this is a giant show, I will take the moment to say the three L's are Brady's, two of which he got from the <laughs> Giants, one of which he got from Nick Foles, who I went to college with. <clears throat> so all three are very near and dear to my heart, and that's where the three L's come from. Uh, everything that I do is on FTN. I have Small Talk, which is a betting show, if that's your cup of tea. And then Off Topic is coming out on Monday. I will uh, tease that there's a lot of past giants that will be guests on this show. 
Uh, wow. It will be worth checking out. It's it's gonna be fun. Well, I think it's worth checking out. I you know you don't have to check it out. I just think it's fun. This is it's check it very, out. Check it out. It's very rich. I get to hang out with two chicks, especially two chicks that like the Giants. Are you guys going to Fan Fest? Because if you are, drinks are on me. I will see. We you bought tickets, but we'll most likely yeah. be driving. So I'll have like one drink. <laughs> we okay. did. Yeah, oh, sorry, fine. we didn't buy. The tickets are free. We did get tickets though yeah, before. Right. I got I got we'll nervous. Split like a I, drink. We'll all split a drink. One like a little sip. I did. Um, yeah, I did get nervous that they were going to pull tickets. Um, so I, you know, I, I went ahead and got them. Um, so, but then, and then they obviously, they did stop selling them. So I was like, ah, um, good, good thing. So obviously <laughs> it's a weeknight though. And, you know, Katie and I will, we got our day job. So <laughs> we will figure it out. If we do not go though, we're not going to be the assholes that sell the tickets. I'll give them away for free. Don't worry. I know. We'll right. Well, I, I got six because I figured like the site was down. I'll give them away. You know, I get our you probably made the site go down, Steph. I got like the two. I literally got like two tickets. You got six. I woke up the next morning. I'm like, crap. I'm like, I need these. I couldn't to work. Oh my God. Out. <laughs> well, I literally safely got through, ordered them like one hour before they shut them down. So I had some like, I don't know, premonition that they were going to shut things down. So thank God. Um, but yeah, honestly, Steph, thank you so much. You are definitely one of the most engaging guests that we've ever had on the show. Our viewership and our engagement was through the roof tonight. And we could not thank you enough for joining us. Anytime you will come to my show at some point, that was not an invitation. It was me telling you, you will do that. No, I'm kidding. You You guys will be invited. I'm kidding. (laughs) We will be there. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All righty. Well, that was honestly a blast. Like, Steph, great guest. And I, you know, so much football. I love that football talk. But with the football talk, we do have to transition to Housewives. If you did tune in tonight um, with Steph and the... You're missing our record predictions. Oh, my God. I'm so stupid. Oh, my goodness. We're not leaving football. We are giving you record predictions for the NFC North. Thank God. I wasn't even looking at the outlines. (laughs) Wasn't even looking at it. But, okay. So, we are going through the Green Bay Packers, the Chicago Bears, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Detroit Lions tonight. As always, we do this for the next... Well, we're doing it for eight weeks until the season starts. We're giving you all eight divisions, our predictions for best worst case scenario, records for each team. So let's go ahead and get started. So the Green Bay Packers, best worst case scenario. Another Aaron Rodgers episode, but it goes hand in hand here that this is the division we're doing tonight. Um, I, I do like Green Bay as the best team in the NFC. It like if. And I assume that Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing for them. All drama aside. Uh, I have them best case scenario at 13 and four. And this is a worst case scenario, but I am leaning towards the better side. Um, My worst case scenario is nine and eight. I did put that their goal as a team, like if you have a list of goals, I think one of their goals should be to try to go six and oh in the division. Yeah. Because I really do think that that's like, it could be doable. It's not like an outlandish, like it's, it's, I think it's a 100% doable. I think it's doable. I think you can easily, I think you can easily sweep Chicago and Detroit. Minnesota would be a little bit tougher, but as a team, 
the goal should be to go six and zero. And then you know you've got eleven games after that. Uh, your tough games include Pittsburgh at KC, Seattle at Baltimore, and Cleveland. So obviously there are tough games there. But again, I think that they should fare very well in the division. So I honestly really looked at this as like, you know, is Aaron Rodgers going to be there? Is Jordan Love going to be the quarterback? I really did look at it because it is realistic. Because today on Get Up and on ESPN, they're talking about him potentially sitting out the first three games. So Jordan Love will be your quarterback for the first three games, potentially. So best case scenario, I'm going with 11 and 6. And worst case scenario, I am agreeing with you with 9 and 8. But what I'm going to say about their um, their season this year and their match matchups I want to talk about it like or compare it to like a ping pong match it's like they have two games that are really really tough and the next week the next two weeks they have two super super easy games and then it goes that's how their entire season goes so for 17 weeks they're literally ping ponging back and forth between super easy games and super I don't want to say super hard because they're definitely one of the most competitive teams in the NFL right now but super competitive games so but if you look at that if if Jordan Love is your quarterback, that's questionable in my opinion. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, let's go with the Chicago Bears. Best worst case scenario. Uh, this is one of those teams we say constantly that they had a better record than we actually thought they were last year. Um, so I'm going with realistically, like who I think they are as a team. Plus, who's going to be the quarterback? Justin Fields. Is we don't know. We have no idea. So there's so many question marks. Um, Best case scenario, I have them at six and eleven, and worst case scenario, I have them at four and thirteen. And my mark that I made on their schedule, I just didn't see a lot of like easy, winnable games. Like you know, when yeah. you, even if your team's not that good, you can look at your schedule and be like, "Well, we got to win that one. That's an easy one. We right. got to win that." I didn't see that a lot for Chicago, so I think it could be a rough year for them. Yeah, I could definitely see that side of things. I think I was a little bit nicer than you. Um, so best case scenario, I'm going to go with eight and nine. And worst case scenario, I'm going to go with seven and ten. So if they were able to pull it off last season, I think they'll be able to pull something off this season, um, even with a worst case scenario of seven and ten. So Okay. All right. All righty. Moving into the Minnesota Vikings, the best worst case scenario, which is such a such a questionable team. This is but this is a team that I feel like at least I know I do, and I, I feel like you do as well. Like I feel like we always have so much faith in this team, and then they let us down. It doesn't make sense that they don't win more football games because it's the Vikings. They're strong. When have you heard of the Vikings and you're like, wow, they're shit? I'm not scared of them. Like maybe that's the route they're going now because the past couple of seasons have been questionable. But like to me, the Vikings is always like. Ah, like yeah, kind of scary. I'm going to do the mirror image here on this one. I'm going to go 10 and seven best case scenario, seven and 10 worst case scenario. Um, And, and this is kind of going in line with what I just said about green Bay within the division. Green Bay is green Bay. Uh, Minnesota's goal should be to sweep Detroit and Chicago because they could get, they could definitely get swept themselves by green Bay. Right. Their goal needs to be, we're sweeping Detroit. We're sweeping Chicago. So we 100% agreed on best worst case scenario here. Yeah. So 10 and 7 and 7 and 10. And I just want to point out, they start out with a season with the Cardinals, Seattle, and the Browns. That, for maybe some people, might not be the hardest three games to start with. I think it sounds kind of hard. 
But for the Vikings, it really is. So, I mean, I think Seattle's probably the biggest team out there in that in that crew. But then also, they have Chicago in the last three weeks of the season. They have them twice. And that's been a, a theme we've been seeing, right. like, as we do these record positions that predictions that division rivals are coming at the end of the season right after another. So they get Chicago at the end of the season twice. So right. like you just said, they have to sweep Chicago. They have to do it, Katie, within three weeks. So that's a little difficult. So that's why I did go best case scenario, 10 and seven, but they could end up seven and 10 because of that. So yeah. Okay. All right. And then finally, a very, very questionable team this year with the Detroit Lions. I feel like I say this every single week. Like, I feel like I'm one of those wind up dolls where you could just like pull the string out of my back and like all the things I say just get repeated every week. <laughs> but Very questionable. Could easily be the worst team in yeah. football this year. I say it every week. Um, so <laughs> maybe I'm being generous and saying best case scenario, six and 11, but worst case scenario, two and 15. I oh, she gave our first two, I think, of the season. Definitely the lowest I have given. And, um, you know, I'm not, like, going to go through their entire schedule. I'm just saying, like, if you look at it real quick, I think they they could at least be starting 0-3 and, and be on that bad path. Uh, they have San Fran at Green Bay, Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, that, that could easily be 0-3, and, and then it could just spiral from there. So I have that written down too as the 0 and 3 start 100. Yeah. percent um, I did agree with you at six and 11. Um, I was a little bit nicer at worst case scenario, but it's still not good. Four and 13. It's yeah. I think we both echo it that they yes. That's probably one of the lowest ones you've given as well. Might yeah. be the worst. So I think it might be too. I got to look back. I we they're all recorded. They're on Instagram yeah. and Twitter, yeah. so you yeah. you guys can fact check us. <laughs> they are on there. Um, I, I yeah, that might be. I think that might be my lowest as well. So, but they like you had said, we we do repeat it a lot week over week that they are probably going to be the worst team in NFL uh, the NFL season this year. I think this is kind of a weak division all around, though. I know I, I just said, like, I think they have the best. From a normally kind of strong division. I think Maybe. they have the best team in the NFC in Green Bay. The Packers. Um, I think when you just lump everybody together, I think it is one of the weaker divisions in football. But, like, circa back, like, when you go, like, five seasons back, like, this is a, a Oh, a yeah. Division. No, That's scary. One of the strongest. And it's like... I don't know. And like yeah. it makes me think of the our division, the NFC East. What what did we do? <laughs> where did we come? Why <laughs> where did things go? Yeah. Well, why don't we jump into the world of housewives now? Um, obviously, we want to talk about this first big story. There's a lot, lot of chatter going on about Roni. Um and walks, there's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. So there's like it first starts with this huge rumor about Ramona gonna, is going to be fired at the end of the season. Now, um, that would obviously be crazy because, you know, she's the only original New York cast member who has never left from day one. Luann didn't leave, but Luann did have that season where she was demoted to a friend. So, like, Ramona has been there every step of the way. Um, but with ratings for season 13 just absolutely plummeting, Caitlin, I think you sent me something that the last episode of Roni was their lowest ratings they've ever 
had on an episode. In all, t- like all time, all that's, time. That is saying, like that is, that's mind blowing, honestly. Um, a lot of people f- uh, feel as though this is reminiscent of season 15 of Orange County before it got a major cast. Oh my ball. God. So uh, so that's what people are like comparing it to. But then um, obviously these Ramona rumors are swirling. They're on all the gossip, you know, outlets. And then we come to find out that, uh, you know, now we're getting all the articles that it's like completely BS, which I'm leaning more towards this is BS. I don't know about you, Caitlin. I really can't see Ramona being. It's probably just like gossip being stirred because of how bad the season is. So it's like, what can we make up to get people interested? (laughs) Yeah. So Caitlin actually, I'm reading off a post that Caitlin sent me like it was, you know, an hour or two ago. Yeah. Um, talking about what's going on with Roni, saying that the ratings nose uh, has taken a nosedive, and that the cast has been informed that the re- uh, reunion filming has been delayed from August fifth until at least September, and that the show won't begin filming for next season until twenty twenty two. I mean, you guys know how successful New Jersey is right now to the fact that they end like the season ends airing on tv and they're filming they're filming the right away right away yeah. so because uh, they're probably thinking about recasting that's a, that's what they're doing well like what do we what do we do from like how do we get this together i i think um get your shit god carrie get your shit together yeah so here here's the thing that caitlin said last week the bravo show recorded its lowest rated episode of all time earning only seven hundred sixty-four thousand live viewers the only episodes rated lower were the secret recap episodes for season seven and 12. And no uh, one watches those. And, and here's, here's the main point. This is where fans are coming from. A source says, our viewers don't want to be lectured to. They want a fun show, tipsy middle-aged women with money fighting about petty stuff. Yes, let's talk about the important issues facing our nation but this cannot be the center of our show. I think that is like, honestly, the best way to sum up how I feel about it. Caitlin, I think you feel the same way about it. And honestly, if you read the comments and you go on Twitter and you see the tweets, this is what people are talking about and why they are not enjoying this season of Roni. I confess, I can tell you guys right now, I'm two, as of last night, I might be three episodes behind. I've been dreading watching it. That's it's terrible. Bad. Very And bad. I already I already told Katie the one episode she didn't watch yet. I already told her. I was like, just save yourself the last 15 minutes. Just don't. So Katie's already, the one episode that Katie's behind, she will only be watching 45 minutes. So I don't even know if you count as a full-time viewer for that one episode. You probably don't. Like, you probably don't. And it's because I watched it and I was like, you know what? I know what Katie likes. She ain't going to like this. I didn't like it. It was very uncomfortable. So I just, I, and I get it. I a hundred percent agree that real time events and things need to be brought up. We, Katie and I have been watching reality TV since we were like teenagers. We've watched literal, literal real time events unfold in front of us and have seen how reality TV has taken those on and spoken about us, excuse me, spoken about them. It's, it's, it's a different, it's different on Brony this season. It's just, it's a lot. Yeah. And it's just, it's gotten to a point where it's very uncomfortable and it's, it's, we talk about the dramatics. We talk about a lot of stuff where it's the yelling and it's the screaming, it's the unneeded arguments. And 
it's every episode. It's for I, sixty minutes. How much can someone take like an hour? An hour? That's it's and tiring. I know, I know it sounds so silly to say that we wanted to see a bunch of middle-aged women like party and get drunk and fight about stupid shit. And, and I know that that sounds like really. I want stupid. that. But like life is hard. And when I want reality, when I watch reality TV, I just want to, I tell Caitlin this all the time. I want to shut my brain off. <laughs> and I want to just laugh, laugh at the stupidity. You know what I mean? So like, I want to see Leah like naked throwing tiki torches, like making an ass of herself. Right. Because that's, life is hard. I want light. I want light humor. Things well, that it's are the same light. thing with football. I just want to see a bunch of grown ass men tackle the, yeah. tackle the shit out of each other and score touchdowns and make me feel something, make me yes. really feel something. I just yeah. don't need the- Roni is in trouble. And I know we're gonna they are. to report about it because- Scary. Um, yeah, they're in a, they are truly in uncharted territory. I don't think anybody, anybody would have ever, ever imagined that Roni would be in the place that it is in today, so. Yeah. So we did actually get a, a comment in, it was like okay. in this, it was the middle of the, um, the predictions into Roni. Um, okay. It was just a basic comic of like no love for Jordan love. Um, so that's not oh. true. I don't think so. I think it was me that brought it up. Um, I don't think that there's no love for Jordan love. I just think that the situation's very shitty when it comes to uh, now the conversations of Aaron Rodgers potentially sitting out three games. So you're going to have your, essentially he is a rookie. So I, we're still going to call him a rookie because he hasn't played the game yet. Yeah. Um, and all the, everything out there around him is that he's not prepared to play in an NFL game yet, no matter what's going on. And there, all this is going on with Aaron Rodgers. So that's not, that there's no love for Jordan love. It's that. What, what, would how, you could we, how could we give love to something that we've ne we just haven't even seen it. So like, we I don't raise him because we haven't seen it. We don't, you know, we don't there's, have, there's nothing. And, and how, how do you love something that you're just going to kind of test for a little bit and then you're going to pull them and then you're going to be like, here you go, Aaron Rodgers, you go back in. So it just kind of, yeah, whatever. Okay. So let's go into, uh, so we did pull our audience tonight, but we're actually going to visit one of our favorite Twitter accounts. Mm -hmm. Um, it is at on Twitter at all celeb polls. Um, we're going to go through some recent, uh, you know, polls that they ran and they get a ton of freaking votes here. Yeah. Um, so one of the first one is, do you believe the rumors that Bravo is set to ax uh, Rojas's New York Ramona singer after this season? So obviously. Spoiler alert. I just five seconds ago said, no, I don't buy into the rumors. Yeah, I don't either. So I'm saying no, but I, and I just voted on it in real time. 58% of people say no. Shockingly though, not far behind. 42% believe yes. That is very shocking. I 100% agree. Yeah. I'm very surprised by that. All right. I gotta, okay. Who's time on the franchise do you think is completely over for good? Vicky Gunvalson, Nene Leakes, Daniel Staub, or Brandy Glanville? I really had to like individually look at each of these people and their scenarios and like, could I? I was firm it? in mine. You know, like when they had the Watch What Happens live thing with the kids that uh, Vicky's daughter definitely said like she would want to come back. And so yeah. I think there could be a reunion there. 
Um, I'm going to go with, I can't see Danielle Staub coming back because That's I don't think like, yes, sometimes the show needs a villain, but that villain also needs to at least be friends with somebody. It's not a good she villain. Is not, she is not friends with any of those women anymore. And so there's not going to be like good times had by them and Danielle. Like I just, I can't see it happening. She's not a good villain. Um, and Twitter agrees with us. So oh, out of the four people, oh, out of the four options, 36% was the most with Danielle Staub, uh, following up with Nene Leakes at 27%, which I actually think that that's, that's a bad, actually she'll come back. I think, um, 22% with Brandy and 15% lowest percent with Vicky. So I think yeah. that makes sense. I would swap, I, I would swap Nini and Brandy to be honest. Yeah. So, all righty, hold on. I gotta do, 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 scroll a little bit. Do, do, do. All righty. Do you think Crystal Kong Minkoff to be a, do you, sorry, do you find Crystal Kong Minkoff to be a strong addition to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills franchise? Yes or no? I went with yes. I know you're, you're the bigger Beverly Hills uh, watcher, but. And I went with yes too. And people okay. freaking stan her. People love her and what she's been mm -hmm. doing. So I am beyond shook it. To find out that Twitter, over uh -oh. 3,000 votes, 58% said no, and 42% wow. said yes. I This is probably one of the most mind-blowing results that of tonight of what we're reading to you. Yeah, guys. and again, like, these are- People love her. These love aren't, her. like, skewed polls because, like, no. there are thousands and thousands and thousands of votes. Uh, yeah, that's surprising. I know. All righty, and then hold on. Gotta keep scrolling real quick. <laughs> Hold on. I can ask the question while you look for it. Um, do you think Bershon Shaw oh. is going to add a lot to the Roni cast? I can already tell you I can't vote on this one because I'm so far behind that I have not even been introduced <laughs> to her yet. So, Caitlin, take it away. So yes or no. And I'm so happy that the majority is 73% said yes. Okay. And 27% said no. I love Bershawn. I think she is great. She speaks her mind. Um, I, you know, in one of the episodes recently, she did, you know, admit to, you know, getting a, 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 stage four breast cancer uh, diagnosis and that she had three months to live and she's now like 13 years cancer free. I, I, her story blew me away and she just like, she basically now just says that she lives her life. She'll never hold back. She'll never not say the truth about something and share her opinion. And I did that. I mean, I do that and I'm not, I don't have a stage four, <laughs> stage four cancer diagnosis. Like I just live my life and say my opinion on things. Um, but she truly just feels like the real deal. Unfortunately, next week she does get it into it with Sonia uh, in a physical altercation. So I, I don't I know if now. I don't know if uh, Roni kind of made them do that because they need ratings to be honest. Um, but yeah, I um I, I I truly think she's actually a, a really good addition. Do I want Roni to push forward and make her a real time like a full time person next season? No, I want okay. her to stay where she is, okay. and I want us to keep feeling it out. I think she's great where she is right now. All right. Very interesting. I'm looking forward to uh, 
or maybe not looking forward to meeting her because that means I've got to actually. Well, you still have to watch. You have to watch it. I think just I know, I watch know. it for her. Watch it for her. I will get there. I will get there, everybody. But All right. Well, why don't we get into our game for the night? Uh, it is football related. It's a quick one. We could keep it pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, the name of the game is called Matthew Stafford. Legit or not <laughs> legit? That is the question. I guess, well, I was going to say, Oh, it goes with his division tonight. But no, he is not a Detroit Lion anymore. Let's all remember he is now part of the Los Angeles Rams. So the reason we are playing this game is because ESPN's Jeremy Fowler recently spoke to nearly 600 NFL personnel, including GMs, head coaches, execs, scouts, and even veteran players to find out the top 10 players at 11 different positions going into the 2021 season. So, of course, they looked at quarterback. Um, and this survey that he did found that they ranked Matthew Stafford as the sixth best quarterback in the league, um, which begs the question to Caitlin and I, how many quarterbacks can you name that are better than Matthew Stafford? So, you know, I've got my list. I kind of broke it down into like categories because it just helped me do it that way. Um, but how many how many more people give us the amount how many more people do you have quarterbacks better than matthew stafford in the league if, so if, have, we're gonna, if we're gonna agree that means five are better than him and he's at the sixth spot but how many do you have so i have 10 so do i i have and it's, the 11th best but i do have like an asterisk like there Okay. So, um, so I honestly, I'm so happy that this is our game this week because they did share this list on get up, uh, earlier this week. Oh. And I do, okay. if everyone watches the show, I do watch get up every morning with my coffee. So, um, it's one of my favorite shows. Um, so I, and they did share it. It was so funny because when it came on screen and I saw him at number six, I was like, well, and I was like, Going like this, like on screen, like picking and choosing, like where he wants to. That's funny. So I do definitely have um, an asterisk because now I'll explain the asterisk. And I think actually the team that put this together did, they had their own asterisk as well. Uh -huh. um, so with someone missing from the list, but I'm actually going to add him into my list. So, okay. um, so in, so do you, do you want me to do 10? You want me to list them? Yeah, you can give your, you can give your whole list. All right, so this is in no particular order. I was obviously looking at the screen of people, but I did add in people as well. Okay. Um, so I'm going with 10, um, and I'm going with Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Ben Roethlisberger, and Ryan Tannehill. My asterisk is with Deshaun Watson because, okay. obviously, we don't know his stature this upcoming season we don't know what's going on this season so and that was you know uh what's his name's asterisk as well so deshaun watson was not included on this list and they did make that a point to say that that in normal terms normal season he would have been in the top 10 so i'm i'm gonna add him in my top 10 because i do think he deserves to be there this could have been not my top 10 better than matthew Stafford. This could have been configured like so many different ways. And so, there's other people I could have put in too, but I, I right. kept my composure. I think. But, but what I'm going to say is this could have been con configured and analyzed in so many different ways that it shocks me because you have 10 better than him. That means you have him as your 11th best quarterback. 
I also, and Caitlin's frozen right now, so hopefully she'll unfreeze. I also have him as my 11th best quarterback. Um, I have 10 that are better than him. And actually out of my 10 and Caitlin's 10, I have nine out of her 10 players. She's still frozen, so I'm going to give you my list. Um, I broke it down into the quarterbacks that the super obvious, the pretty obvious. I'm back. He's back. I was, back. I was saying, come back in my. Oh, my God. Um, okay, so what I was saying is that you have him as the 11th best quarterback. You have 10 that are better than him. I also have him as the 11th best with 10 better. And out of your 10 players, I have nine out of 10 of them on my list. Who is the one different? Difference. So our difference is you have Dak Prescott. I do not. I have Justin Herbert. I have Justin Herbert into the list. And he was in the ESPN list. And I do, I think I just need to season out of him. I understand. I understand. But so I actually broke mine down, like I told you, into three categories. Right. Um, I did the super obvious, the pretty obvious, and the not as obvious, but still better. So <laughs> that's better. Yeah, it's still better to make this <laughs> one. So the super obvious of quarterbacks that I think are better, uh, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson. The pretty obvious, I have Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson. And the not as obvious, but still better, Ben Roethlisberger, Ryan Tannehill, and Justin Herbert. So okay. I definitely almost threw Dak Prescott onto this list as well. So, like, we were really – He's a very talented quarterback. Right yeah. with one another. So that was uh, very – I thought you would be happy with me that I put Ryan Tannehill on the list. I yeah. am – I thought, it was gonna be, I thought that was going to be controversial that I was putting him on the list. But honestly, like, we have to just accept it. I almost it. put Matt Ryan on the list, though, too. But he's been yes, pissing me off. Ryan Tannehill, me off. what Ryan Tannehill did two seasons ago turned out to not be a fluke. And he backed it up last season. And I, I just have to give credit where credit is due. And I think that's where I had to kind of, like, bite my tongue and be like, yeah. Caitlin, just – just do it. Just do it. I yep. am still not behind. I have to admit this, even, I don't even know. This was a game tonight. And like, we did all this stuff. Like it killed me to see Matthew Stafford at six on that list. Like I do not think Matthew Stafford is good. And I've said this for three years. You can watch every episode of the real fall fans in New Jersey. I always say he is not good. To even like, I guess like this episode, I guess he, for me, he's potentially ranked at 11. Like, I don't even know if I could do that at the end of the day. Like I well, just, okay. if you have him as the 11th best, that means that you have 20, 21 other quarterbacks that you think are worse. So you I really don't, think like Daniel Jones and like, cause I know you're biased. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Daniel Jones is better than Matthew Stafford. I just don't think Matthew Stafford is good. I, I disagree. I, I And I know you disagree. Stafford, I, I think he is a little bit underrated. We will I, see it this season in Los Angeles. We I will. certainly don't think he – well, yeah. I mean, he's got great weapons. Um, I don't think he's number six, but I do think he's underrated. So I'll leave it at that. And I think that's fair. And I think that he 100% like everyone's been saying, like Detroit was his downfall. So if this year sucks, then – I've been right. We're we're gonna see, we're gonna see how Jared Goff does in Detroit, and we're gonna see how Stafford does in LA. And the, it's both, I think it's both a are gonna tell both are gonna tell a tale. It's a tale of two cities. Great, great book, by the way. And I would just 
putting aside the fact that I studied English, like if you, great book. If you guys, it's <laughs> great, great novel. So definitely take a look at it. All right, that point of the night, the point of the episode where we get it off our chest, positive, negative, football, housewives, life, wine, anything you want, why don't you go ahead and get us started? Yeah, I wanted to ask that Aaron Rodgers question in, in our poll questions to Ooh, start. I'm, start I'm looking forward to this. Like I said, I, I was just really intrigued to see if everybody felt the way that I know Caitlin and I feel, where we're like, Rodgers, you suck. Like I, I've said, if I were a Packers fan, I would be pissed off with him. I would be really annoyed. Like I would be over the shit. Like Steph, Steph was basically saying it as well. Like right. over the drama, like just go play, whatever. So I actually took the liberty of reaching out to uh, two of my friends, uh, Martin, my friend, and, and Kevin, who's both Caitlin and I's friend. They're both Packers fans and they're both very knowledgeable when it comes to football and sports. They're big time Packers fans. I had to know how they felt about the situation. And I'm like, I keep saying, I feel like if I was a Packers fan, it would piss me off. So I'm like, are they mad right now? Are they mad at Aaron Rodgers? Both of them, both of them sent me essentially a Tale of Two Cities novel size <laughs> book. When and I, I got guys from experience, a Tale of Two Cities is like this thick. Yeah. Like, like it, I can't. If you're getting like a text message back from a guy and it's like one word, ask them about football and they'll send you a book. Um, but so what was funny about both of them sending me a book is that both of them wrote the same exact book. They were saying literally like almost sentence for sentence, the same I'm exact scared. thing. So I'm going to go from Martin and I'm going to go from his perspective because honestly, it's Kevin's perspective as well. So I said, like, how do you feel about it? Are you mad at him? Like, what is your opinion? He said, I'm not mad at him. I understand his frustration. There have been instances where star players have been available that the team has not gone for. Prime example, and I agree with this, Julio Jones this offseason. The Titans really didn't give up much to get him. I understand his frustration with the team and not being involved in decision-making. And I also understand why he might be upset that they drafted a quarterback in the first round after he went 13-3 and and made it to the NFC Championship game. It was not a position of need, unlike other areas. I do hope he realizes that his best chances of winning a Super Bowl this season is with staying in Green Bay, and who knows how many more years he has left to win another Super Bowl. But other, other than the years, they have consistently passed up the opportunities to improve in free agency and stayed with some coaches that weren't working out. Now, both Kevin and Martin brought up the Patriots by saying, when you look at what the Patriots did around Brady, they constantly revamped around him, including trading for star players and signing big free agents. Um, and it goes on and on again. They both wrote me books. But something that Martin did say that actually really surprised me was his hot take of saying, I think he either comes back to Green Bay or he retires slash takes the season off. So people are honestly, truly starting to believe because what Steph said, and me hearing, starting to hear this, like the rumbling, I'm, like, I'm taking wow, that in my mind. I wasn't even going there, no. like, and and people are like actually throwing that out into the universe right now, including like a big time Green Bay fan. He I takes this a definitely- season off, though. Does he come back to Green Bay next year, or does he go to another team? I That's the question about it as well. I don't know, but he, he was saying, Martin said, again, he said, I think it's a strong possibility that he just does not play this season. So 
Um, whether e even if that, even if it's not retirement, but taking a year off of football, like we saw what that happened with Le'Veon Bell. I know Le'Veon Bell is not Aaron Rodgers, um, but it's just well, it's, it's just, not Aaron Rodgers, but like, he was uh, okay. But here's the thing: like Le'Veon Bell left for that year, and then he was replaced by James Conner, and James Conner was great. Like I'm not saying Jordan Love is going to be Aaron Rodgers. But what if Aaron Rodgers takes the year off and Jordan Love just blows everybody away? It's but like Le'Veon Bell is the face of the Steelers, like even more so than Big Ben. Like I, I disagree. I disagree. Uh, you had you had Antonio Brown there. You had Le'Veon Bell there, and you had Big Ben there. I don't. I think he was one third of the face of the franchise. Well, he was one third of the big the BBs, the three yes, Bs. Yes, but yes. that was a big a big B to lose. But I. At the end of the day, I found this fascinating to pick pick the brains of two guys, uh, two Packers fans who both agreed, um, and they're not they're not mad at Rogers. They are not. They are mad. They have both expressed anger with the organization. So I thought it was interesting, and I thought it was worth bringing up on the show. And I'm really happy that you did that. I just I can only express that like. <laughs> I just think it's like a, it's like almost cultish in my opinion. Like I just it's it sounds very um I don't know, like cuz we're we're outsiders and we right. I think we've mentioned time over time like we love Eli, but if he ever pulled this shit, it would be very frustrating. Like you want what's best for him, you want what's best for the organization, but like stuff like this like I'm almost fortunate that like, you know, people can shit on Eli all they want, but like I'm happy that there was never drama. And like when he never he, made a peep, like he, the guy never made a peep. When he exited the organization, it wasn't the best way we wanted it to happen, but it happened in slow motion and it happened with like, just, it just happened and it just happened. And were we so upset? Yes, we were, but it just, it, it sincerely, it, whatever it was it at the end of the day. I don't know. Like I, and it's funny because I think about too. I think about the Falcons. I think about Julio Jones. Our friend Joey is a diehard Falcons fan, and when we recently recently went up with him, I asked him. I was like, "How do you feel about everything?" And he was like, "Get rid of him." I was like, "You're like star receiver that you don't want him to like live and die Falcons." And he was like, "No, get rid of him." And I was like, "You said I want him to go win a Super Bowl. Go ahead, like go win a Super Bowl. It's not going to happen with us." But like, I just to me, like it's like I. I guess I live in the olden days of you, you start on a team and you stay there for the rest of your life and there's no drama. There's no, you know, whatever century we're in with all of this, just everything going into it. I just, I don't know. I, times, I live in those days. Are, times they are changing girl. We gotta, we gotta somehow accept it and adjust to it. They definitely are. But hey, listen, like I also do appreciate too that you reached out to two Green Bay fans and they sent you pretty much and they had no idea you're reaching out and they said the same exact thing because I think that that's what makes a true fan. So they clearly are on the same level yeah. and I do like that. It was funny because I actually screenshotted what <laughs> Kevin had sent me and I sent it to Martin and Martin goes, that guy really knows what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. So I, I, at that point of it, I think it is great. Yeah. I, um, I do definitely question kind of the, the back end of things, and I just, I, I hope that they open their eyes a little bit more to maybe the trouble, trouble sees that if that's a word that Aaron Rodgers might be bringing to the organization. Yeah, absolutely.
All right. Well, I think that was a great thing to end off on. So um, I'm going to go ahead and skip my get it off my chest because it does not matter at all. And I will end the show for us tonight. So we do not want you guys to miss Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because clearly it's popping. Um, it's on. It was on tonight. Uh, we are doing this on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. But you can always catch it on demand. Potomac is back and it's on Sundays at 8 p.m. We don't know if you want to watch Real Housewives of New York, but it's on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Um, and then, listen, guys, the NFL season opener is 58 days away. That is that is such a it's so tiny. It's just a tiny amount. Like, I'm so excited. Like, I want summer. Like, I feel like it sucks in New Jersey because it's been, like, downpouring, like, every day, I feel. And, like, but, like, 58 days football, I'm just, like, Hand me my, throw me my pumpkin beer. I'm ready. I'm already in my, yeah. like, I, this is my Alabama attire every Sunday. <laughs> Let's go. We we both really love the summer, but we also both really love the fall. So It's I, such a, it's hard. It's a hard dynamic to deal with because you want the summer, but then like fall is like, fall is my favorite season, but yeah. you love the summer. Yeah. Well, we're ready for uh, we're ready for football. We're ready for more housewives. We're ready for it all. Absolutely. Honestly, what a tremendous episode tonight. Thank you guys so much. Obviously, thank you to Steph Smalls for joining us. She, truly an amazing guest. Um, you can follow us on all social media accounts. So we are on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and the Instagram. So please follow us either at the Real Fall Fans of NJ or RFNJ. So happy. We are obviously on all your favorite podcast outlets as well. Apple Podcasts, the Spotify. I don't know what other, I don't know what other outlets you're listening to on podcasts, but we're on all of them. Yeah. We're literally, we got accepted to all of them. So I don't, I really don't know where you're listening to us, but we are on there. Um, but our links are everywhere on all of our social media accounts. But thank you guys, as always, for joining us, and we will catch you next time. So Thank you. Good night. Good night.